Scanning people and welcome to a brand new episode of Too Many Games and Not Enough Time, the podcast where I get to talk to incredible gamers across the globe. Now I've got to say I'm humbled and really loving all of the support on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're loving the rebrand because I love it and it looks mad. But talking about madness, I am super excited to have the creator I have today. We are talking a guy whose face you get to see at the Game Awards. We're talking creator of the Spawnies video game awards that celebrate black devs. Them man there be giving Greg Miller hell in WWE. We are talking the CEO of Spawn On Me and you know he's the best cook in the game. Khalif Adams, welcome to Too Many Games and Not Enough Time, my G. Fam, thank you so much for having me. All of those wonderful accolades, you know, blessing me, luxuriating my skin. I'm feeling beautiful and glistening now because of all the lovely comments and, 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 and things you just shared. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm ready to rock. It's going to be dope. You are glistening. Now, do you know what? We're going to get straight into it. As you can see, I've got my old school jumper. We're old school gamers. It's a good thing black don't crack because we still look good. <laughs> I want to know, how yeah. did you start your gaming journey? Because I listen to a lot of stuff about you and I never really hear you talking about how your gaming journey starts. So break it down for us. Ooh. Ooh, I'm old. So it's like I go way back in the day when it comes to when I started gaming. I, I think the thing I, I think I tell people all the time is to, to let them know how old I am. I was like, yo, my first gaming console had wood paneling on it. <laughs> That's oh, how wow. old. <laughs> I was Atari playing. in it. I was Atari in it, ColecoVision in it, and I was playing some stuff that people haven't heard of. I was playing stuff on a Bally Astrocade uh vextrex you know stuff that's old 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 school stuff so i've been playing games since i was probably like three or four uh and it's been you know a, a journey ever since going through every era of of what we've been able to do the arcade era was was super transformative for me you know being able to go play with real human beings next to each other and talk a whole bunch of mess and then and then run so i didn't get beat up uh, <laughs> and having those conversations live uh, and in person. But, you know, it's been such a fantastic just like, you know, transition through all of those eras. But it, it started from the Atari. It started from Pong. It started from all those games way back in the day. And now getting to see people who look like us every day in games and and, and, and exactly us now in games uh, these days. It's, it's a wild journey for sure. Do you know what? I think a lot of kids don't realize how important arcades was. So I remember like being a young, a, a younger you and my um, god brother took me to the arcade. I say the arcade, it was a chicken shop. He took me to yeah, the chicken yeah. shop and in yeah. the chicken shop, they had a street fighter. And all I remember is how loud it was. And I remember the elephants on Dow Sims stage. And you, hear, <laughs> you could hear them elephants from outside. And all you hear is a man going, a doogin, and the next man going, Sonic Boom, uh -huh. Sonic, Sonic Boom. And uh -huh. that was like, oh my God, I didn't even know, because I knew about video games, yeah. um, but I didn't know video games could feel like that. Like, how did it feel actually being in them arcades and like oh. really 
putting up your money, fam. It's not even oh. like you just you had to put up your peas to be able to yeah. play. It used to be so much fun because it just had this layer, which I sadly you don't have a lot of that now. Like I think the the people who have it the closest now are folks who are in the fighting game tournament scene, right? Like they're going to go, you know, battle other other competitors and other combatants like literally next to them, like we used to do in the arcade. But I remember that same thing. Like we had, we had a proper, we had, a, I wouldn't say it was a proper arcade hall, but we had like an arcade slash pool hall, which meant you're behind where it's supposed to be in the front, in the pool park because you're too young. So you had to go in the back and go, go to the arcade stuff. But I love hearing you talking about the chicken shop. Cause I think like we had that version in the pizzeria, right? So we had the pizzerias uh, in the hood and you would go and you would hear like I, I remember it wasn't the Hadoukens and it wasn't the Sonic Booms but I do remember the elephants but I also remember that when Blanca used to charge up he used to have that sound and he was like <laughs> you would hear that joint deep in the back of the arcade but it was it was a beautiful moment in time for gaming because you had this new technology that was being kind of you know displayed and shared within the space it was a it was the first time where you if you really wanted to play a thing there was no other option to get those games you had to go to the arcade you had to put your quarter on the console and be ready to get up there and be like yo and now it's time i put my quarter down it was like you know side-eyeing people now is like so virtual now like you side-eye people you be shading people on twitter you be saying things on stuff but like you put your cord up and you got to look at somebody like you about to have a ufc fight they'd be like right here and you'd be like yo we're about to get this business you about to take my quarter i'm about to take your quarter so it was great down yeah it was so fantastic like i just don't think that people understand how good that era was because it was a place of knowledge because you didn't know stuff like guides weren't a thing really i remember going playing mortal kombat one for the first time and seeing my seeing my first fatality and not knowing that that was a part of what this game was and then seeing everybody like crowd around the one kid who did the fatality to be like yo you are now this like bastion of knowledge you know you all this the, stuff like, you are you, top Boss, fam, I still don't right? have to do fatalities. I do the, I do the easy ones. Um, so let's jump forward to yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, fam, I can't believe how good WWE 2K22 is. Like, yeah. I was a kid who loved wrestling. And then as an adult, I've, I've never fallen out. Like, fallen, yeah. I fell completely out of it. Um, I know quite a lot of like friends and other people in the community who watch WrestleMania and stuff like that. And yeah. we've got a gaming convention in the UK called EGX. Mm. Um, it's our biggest, but it's not nowhere like close to an E3 or something like that. And I remember going there and seeing 2K, I think it's 2K20. Um, and I was like, how does this game look so bad? This, it looks <laughs> so bad. They was like, do you want to play it? I was like, no. I don't even want to like what is that like, fam is like this looks like a, a PlayStation 1 game like well not that yeah. bad. Well, it looked like a PlayStation 2 game yeah. but the new one is so good I see you I see you making Khalif up in 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 there looking all slick and that how are you yeah. doing it? yo it's good I was surprised because I, I like you know same with you I, I grew up as a wrestling fan I'm still a wrestling fan I dip in and out because it was you know for a while there was a bunch of folks who I was just like I don't know who this is like I don't know this cat this cat is just another muscle-bound dude who'd be throwing people in, in, in the air I'm like ah whatever 
because it didn't have that like that 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 energy that I remember from the Attitude Era and the stuff that I had when I was growing up. Um, but the game now is really good. Like I, I am actually more surprised at how well this new version of the game has been, not only from a customization perspective, but like the showcase mode in that game is so great because if you're a fan of old wrestling, you know, they're focusing this year on Rey Mysterio, or at least in this first version of it. And they do this really cool thing where they'll like put you into a match, give you some objectives, give you some story to begin the whole conversation and then they'll intersperse full motion video stuff of the old matches in the moves that you then need to do to like like cross over those two layers of the thing so you're like playing a movie while playing the match and also going back in and and making you know your, your character do all the things you know and, and love for them to do it's been so it's been really really a fun experience so far and and, and you know like you said in the beginning greg miller gonna get this whooping at some point <laughs> Uh, he keep ducking me, but he, he gonna get this work. Do you know what's mad as well? Like, so I haven't even played the showcase. Like, I was lucky enough to get it pretty early from 2K. Yeah. I found all I've been doing is tournaments. Like, oh. creating tournaments. Um, like, Undertaker's my guy. I've been putting Undertaker in. I've been putting Hollywood Hogan. Like, I've been Goldberg. All of them old mm -hmm. school, man. Putting the belt on the line and just going through tournaments and having like the the time of my life. Mm -hmm. Now, Khalif, mm -hmm. we've known each other for a while now. Yeah, and we met back at E3 um, 2019. Um, one of the things that have always been instrumental about me, and we spoke about it on um, your podcast, Spawn and Me, yeah. was that when I get to see someone who's got the same energy and passion and a very mirror effect of me, just feeling their energy, not even talking to them, I have to go over to and talk to them, and we met and stuff like that. But I want to take you back sure. to that E3. Now, yeah. there were so many games, and there's so many booths, and there's so many things that you went to see. And then you sat down and you got to see Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> you got to see Cyberpunk 2077. And I walked out like, oh my gosh, gaming is never going to be the same. Like yep. gaming has changed. I cannot believe this is what video games are going to be. This can't be this generation. It yep. must be next. How yep. did you feel the first time you played oh. Cyberpunk? I was in the front row when they did the, the media conversation. They pull you into a room, set you up, do all this stuff. It's me, Cicero Holmes, shout out to C, I love you, uh, and Jeff Keighley all sitting in the front. And we're watching this thing and we're looking at each other and we had that same, same, the same expression that you had. We were like, yo, this is gonna be one of the biggest things that has ever come to gaming in because they were just like everything just sounded like we hadn't heard about the way this kind of game would work before and the systems and the way you'd be able to spec out your character and how you were going to be able to live all these various lives and talk to all these different people how it's going to affect the story and then it came out and it was doo-doo <laughs> and i was like no i was like what is happening Mama, I honestly I haven't finished the game because Me neither. the game hard crashed on my my, my PS5 15 times mm. and I've that's more crashes than I've had for the whole PS4 generation 15 yeah. times and I remember doing I remember doing a mission 
and I was doing this mission with Pan Am and I was trying to roll my to Pan Am and then something didn't work. So I re I re-went back for about half an hour, replayed it all, and yeah. literally it just froze. And yep. and, uh, and then Pan Am and all of everyone around her was just, me was just thinking and I just deleted it. <laughs> and I haven't <laughs> gone back still. I've downloaded the PS5 version yeah. and I'm gonna check it out once I've finished all of the games. But I did play yeah. the PS5 version of late because I went and I was like, you know what? Let me go back in because I've heard so many good things from people. Actually, like when the PC version came out, I didn't have actual like problems with it from a buggy standpoint. It just to me was kind of boring. I was like yeah. the, the conversations there that we expected after hearing all that stuff just didn't match up with it. But I did wind up buying a PS5 version and it does feel a lot better than 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 the previous version that they had out before they had to literally pull it off the store. <laughs> Because it was not yeah. playing well. <laughs> that is mad. That's something I've oh, never heard of never. In, in, in my career. Like, it's nope. crazy. <laughs> now, um, Khalif, do you know what I really love um, about you? And it's something mm. that I feel like an energy that I kind of put out and something that I want to kind of talk to you about just briefly sure. and kind of commend you about it at the same time. So, obviously, Spawn on Me is an incredible platform and you've been working a long time Thank to you. create a, a space for um, Black creators and obviously going on to do your awards and, and doing some really incredible things and, and just kudos to you. But one of the things that I love about you and I feel like I try to resonate a lot and kind of do it and sometimes you get mad and it, you slip but yeah. I feel like you're in this space in a positive manner. So like there's things that need to be changed and there's things that's wrong but how do we work on this and how do we make it better rather than let me scream let me scream let me shout let me scream let me shout <laughs> right, um right. has that always just been like how you are as a person is that like a, a a psychological thing like why do you come with that more a positive approach rather than being on twitter just crying about everything you know what it's funny that you say that because i think for me it's, it has been a evolution over the past 10 years of doing this work i've been in the in the industry proper for about 12 years with the blog that we started and then now with the show and then me doing my nine to five job stuff when when i was when i had a job job um i was very cynical within the gaming space i was never at the end the far end spectrum where people were like screaming at people and calling them terrible things and doing that stuff because my mama raised me right but it was one of those things where I, you know, people are like, is it half empty, half full? Is the glass half empty, half full? I thought I was a half broken glass person for a long time. I was like, nah, this is all bad and terrible and, and there's, there's, there's bad stuff here. But what happened was, and then maybe this happened through the show, maybe this happened through being getting older or, or learning and, and, and being, you know, connected to a lot of folks within the industry. I started to see that, you know, being nuanced or at least trying to come to a conversation with a nuanced point of view, which is inherently me. I think some of that is definitely within me as a person who believes in truth, as a person who um, believes that you can uh, look at a situation from multiple angles and try to figure out where the good pieces of it are, even in a terrible situation. Um, but that's also like a very logical thing for me. Like I, I, I am an emotional human being, but logic, is the kind of driving force for at least most of the stuff that I do. And just seeing all that energy of people being like on team mad all the time, like there's no reason to be perma mad about anything within the gaming industry. I just don't believe that. Like, I think that there are spaces in which 
you know, there are absolutely things that are terrible. There are working conditions that need to get fixed. There's harassment within the space between, you know, uh, folks that are in the in this in the industry proper and folks kind of on the outside, you know, infecting that with and towards people within the industry. But like at the end of the day, we all have various levels of choice in which we can enact upon situations. We also have different ways that we can use our platforms to talk about those things in a way that is informative for the audience or for whoever it is that you're trying to talk to, while also being able to say like, look, there's a, a, another human being on the other side of this conversation somewhere, right? How do we get to that layer of discourse where we can have this, you know, sometimes contentious conversation, but also be like, look, we're on this planet for a very small amount of time. The gaming industry is never, we're like not saving people's lives with the gaming industry, potentially through like, the work being good and some of the games being emotional and you haven't had an emotional attachment. But like, if you don't get a game to launch, no one's going to die. If you don't get that review out, nobody's going to die. Right. So I think it's a lot of those things of having that perspective of being like, all right, let's talk about the hard stuff. Let's not dig, let's not move away from hard conversations, but also let's try to find smart, interesting and, and, and balanced versions of conversations too, that we can share because no one is in this industry working as hard as they do with everything just being awful all the time. There has to 100%. be people who are enjoying their time well, in this space. Well, the reason why we're in this space is because of our passion. Like we yeah. like, it's, <clears throat> it's a passion of it. It's, I've met, I've worked in music. Um, I know so many people who, I know authors, I know movie goers, and I don't know any more people that are more passionate about gamers. Like I've never met two um, movie buffs arguing about, <laughs> you're not a real movie buff. You don't really <laughs> love films like gamers. The passion that we have is incredible. Now, like I said, we, I've known um, of you from like 2019 and then I kind of um, started seeing a lot more stuff you're doing. And yep. one of the things that was really uh, impressive and really great to me is how much um, Kind of Funny has really kind of pushed forward and, and spotlighted you now. I've been yep. a huge like Greg and Colin fan from IGN days and like I'm a big um, kind of funny best friend. I'm not someone that's in the community per se. I'm always sure. there. I watch all the videos. I pay the Patreon, but I'm a creator. I'm not sitting there like, oh, come and look at me. Yeah. Um, but I love the relationship that you have with them and how much that they've spotlighted you. How does that all come about? That was also like a really interesting moment where, you know, Greg and I had had met each other at various conventions and stuff. I was, again, a big fan of, of his prior to him, uh, you know, making kind of funny. Um, and we wanted to just getting in, in similar circles, going to a lot of conferences and saying what's up and being like, yo, what's going on? But I remember very specifically one day, Gary Witta, uh, who, you know, has made, you know, Book of Eli, wrote, yeah. wrote Star Wars movies. He had one of my shirts Forspoken. on. Spoken. Yeah, for Spoken. Uh, he had, he had, I have a shirt that, that we have as merch that has my face on it. And I'm watching kind of funny one day and he's wearing my shirt. He's wearing my face on his shirt. Yeah. I've and seen Greg, that episode. Yeah. And Greg was like, who's, who's that picture of? He was like, oh, this is Spawn of Kylie Fathoms, da, 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 da. Uh, and then that sparked a lot of conversation there, uh, to kind of like re, re, you know, invigorate that, that, that layer of us being cool and having conversations. It's been great to be able to go on the shows and, and, and be a part of that community in, in that way. You know, I, I have such a bigger and broader level of respect for Greg now. Remember when I got a chance to be on Kind of Funny and like go to the studio proper and just seeing how hard that small team works when they were even smaller. 
you know, it, it, it just is super inspiring as a person who's in that creative space too, to be able to see people grind that hard. Nah, it's dope. Khalif, we haven't got that much time. We're a short podcast. I could speak to you all day. We've had a, we've done a longer talk. So make sure you go over to Spawn and Me and see what we've done over there. But if someone is feeling your energy, feeling the vibe, feeling the swag right now, because you're glistening, <laughs> and they want to check out everything you're doing, check out Spawn and Me and really become part of your community, where would you send them? Go check out Khalif Adams at Khalif Adams on Twitter, at Spawn on Me on Twitter. Uh, we do our show live every Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. PST uh, Pacific time on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. We do that every week. And then the shows then go out on all the broadcast networks on Friday, usually around 6 a.m. PST. So you can come check us out there. And then we're doing a whole bunch of various stuff. I'm hosting a show on NBC uh, in a couple of, a couple of weeks. Uh, we're doing that work. Uh, with the fan control football folks, so you'll see a lot of a lot of me in the next uh, couple of months uh, moving forward. So come through and come check out. I love it, and I can't let you leave without cussing Paris's cooking. Oh, oh! I mean, look, if you want to die, then go go eat that man's food. If you want to leave this, want to leave this uh, eternal plane early, if you want to Elden Ring yourself, then you would eat some of his food. Uh, and- <laughs> Put yourself out of the misery. Man said, if you want to Elden Ring yourself. Thank you so much to staying to the end of the podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify, come over to the YouTube, give us a thumbs up, give us a like. I'm going to have the link to Khalif Adams in the bio. So make sure you check him out. He does some incredible things in the space. He hasn't been in the space so long sleeping, you know. He's been creating <laughs> waves. So go and check him out. He's been Khalif Adams. I've been Mr. Midas. You've been the MVPs. And we out of here. Peace. Peace.